What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanukkah. We've got a little bit of a different format tonight. We are having a gamers version of the Last of Us discussion. Um, I am joined by Anthony, Mike, and Michelle from the podcast, and we have some special guests tonight. So I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves, and then we're going to get right into the discussion. So let's go with Ben first. Oh, hey, I'm Ben. I'm Anthony's and Anthony and Michelle's nephew's girlfriend. Um, I would consider myself a casual video game player, but I love The Last of Us. And I've been playing since the PS4 remaster version came out in 2014. Okay. And Carlos, let's go with you next. I'm Carlos Rodriguez. I've been playing video games since the Atari was released. And I play all kinds of games from multiplayer, single player, um am i a hardcore gamer yeah i i am i have like every single console and a pc yeah carlos for 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 the listeners carlos is the person we're always referring to when anthony and i are talking about our co-worker <laughs> who hates video game adaptions so yep that i'm is right there carlos. with you <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least let's go with you jason tell us a little about yourself uh, all right what's good everybody it's your boy jason craig or you may know me as the friendly neighborhood dreadhead. I'm the host of the Bring the Popcorn podcast. And Hanako is one of my close podcast friends. Really cool person. And did something with Michael. That that was also fun. Boom, yeah, that was dope. Boondocks, uh, you know, <laughs> paying respects. But yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy to see everybody and talk to everybody tonight. Cool, cool. So let's get started. The Last of Us, as everyone knows, is an adaptation of a very, I I hear it's a very, very popular video game. (laughs) And um, most of us on the podcast, uh, actually, I believe all of us that have discussed uh, The Last of Us this season have not played the game. So I thought it would be interesting to get some gamers on the show and talk about how they liked the show or didn't like the show from a gamer's perspective, you know, as far as what they did. Um, Carlos, I'm going to go with you first because I know how vocal you always are <laughs> about video game adaptations. And literally after the first episode, he walks into my office and he was like, this is how a video game adaptation is supposed to be. So Carlos, tell us about your TLOU gaming experience um and then tell us what you liked about the show why was it that this was i don't know the holy grail for you (laughs) yeah it really was because when i hate video game adaptions i let me tell you oh no like especially live adaptions i'm warming up to the animated ones um especially after castlevania but um yeah uh, this this did it for me, like from beginning to end. This cooked me in the first in the first episode. They just seemed to get it right. They cut out the things that should be cut out in an adaption, and they made sure that the heart of the story was was there. And sometimes they even did it better. Sometimes they even did the story better. But um, I was just impressed in that first episode. Like I, I it almost felt like I was playing the game. You know, getting the same emotional impact because mm-hmm. a lot of people, feel, you know, think that video games can't give you an emotional impact in a story. 
But, you know, The Last of Us was one of those games that really, really did. Like, I mean, you saw it. You saw it from beginning to end. It, that that emotional impact you, we got while people are watching was the same one that we had when we were playing the game. And that's how um, it should be done. They should do it like that all the time. So. <laughs> So you're saying Craig Mason needs to go back and redo like all of the video games. Yeah, just go back and just <laughs> let him go back and redo all of them. Just go back and do all of them. What about you, Jason? Well, for me, like Carlos, The Last of Us, it holds very near and dear to my heart. It was um, this was actually the game where I said, you know what? This is the pinnacle of storytelling right here is that game. That's the game showed me and a lot of people that video games can be mature and tell amazing stories, but also still be fun and engaging. And when I saw, uh, if y'all ever watched the show, I was one of them. I was like, oh, they going to just mess it up like everything else. <clears throat> like it ain't going to be, be like, it ain't going to be good. Then I first saw the first episode. I, I admitted on the podcast around, like I will admit when I'm wrong, I will eat that crow. And that crow was good. <laughs> Because it stayed, <laughs> it stayed good throughout the whole series. Craig Mason needs to do everything. And those SOBs and Netflix, but he needs to do Resident Evil. I give let him do Resident Evil because I'm tired. I'm tired of these horrible, <laughs> shitty adaptations. <laughs> if y'all have watched my podcast, I will always go on a rant when I'm talking about video game adaptations. Because Netflix, y'all suck. I had to watch eight hours of that to review that. Oh, but Craig Mason did an amazing job. Neil Druckmann, great. Seeing a lot of these characters from the game be able to do different roles in the show was also amazing. Um, also, like the composer from the game, to see hear every score that was in the game, beat for beat in the show i was like this is how you do it and for everybody says it's hard to do a video game video game adaptation like no it's not there is a legit script for you to follow in story beats only thing i do just take the gameplay out it's not that hard hollywood it's not that hard i think we we've all said the same thing when it comes to like book to page adaptations too i mean we just had this discussion a few nights ago like you already have a blueprint here like you have a best-selling novel or a best-selling series. So obviously the fans have told you what they like about the series, but then you go and you make an adaptation and it's nothing like what's on the page. I think that's one of the things that bothers me the most. So yeah, I, I have heard that a lot as far as um the way that they adapted and what parts they kept in, what parts they, they took out. Um, ben, what about you? Oh my God, I felt very apprehensive when I heard that it was going to be a TV show because I knew that, I mean, the story is definitely good enough to be one, but from how I felt from The Witcher, I felt like there was a lot left to be desired, like a lot of, just like it had a lot left to be desired from The Witcher and I kind of was afraid of that feeling happening again, but you know, the game is so awesome, it just has, it just does half the work and it just turned out amazing. I kind of agree with Carlos that everything that they added in that was new and different or that they cut out, I feel like they only did it because it was necessary and it did improve the story, I feel. Okay. Now, I know that Nick Druckmann is the person who created the video game. He was heavily, heavily involved 
and the TV show. Do you guys feel that that made a difference? Because I know that in other adaptations, you do have the creators involved, but for whatever reason, sometimes they allow changes that for as a viewer don't make sense to the story. But do you think that his involvement in the show is what kept the show as good as it was? And this this is for everybody. Well, I'll just start off. I'm saying the reason why it's so different is because Neil Druckmann, if I'm correct, he actually has the rights to the IP. Sony, mm-hmm. they Sony, they're just the distributor. But I think Neil Druckmann has the rights to the he has the licensing to the to the IP itself. So that's why it was probably so different. Now, if it was Sony, we probably would have got an uncharted version two with and probably had <laughs> Do you see Carlos's face? <laughs> we probably would have had like the the rock is we probably had the rock as Joel and <laughs> <laughs> and we would have had Charlie's Charlie Theron as Ellie. Uh, yeah, so it's always good when the creator has the rights to his own IP. Yeah, so I we- think I was listening to um so what I started doing after we finished recording our show for the finale, I started listening to the official podcast for the last of us and i think they did talk about that how um you know the, the rights have been sold and someone was trying to develop it i i think a few years ago and it just wasn't working out and then um they reverted back to neil and he was like okay let's see what we can do with this so I, i'm very happy that that happened i mean because at, for me as a viewer I'm not a gamer. I I just don't have the time. But this story and then also listening to that podcast, listening to Neil and Craig talk about how much that story means to them and just the care that they took in adapting that story for the show and the decisions that they made. I kind of want to play the game now, but I I don't have the time. Look at Michelle. First of all, first of all, all, this person, I'm an Xbox player, right? So I've been asking for an (laughs) Xbox Series X for a long time. A long time. So this show comes on. I really want to play. So now we got a PS5, right? Good now we have a PS5. Like recently purchased PS5, right? Like during the course of this show. This for this. Oh, I, I want to play Uncharted. I always wanted to play Uncharted. And The Last of Us? Yeah, I want to play that too. I really want to play. No, actually, I want to watch you play Last of Us. No, I've been playing with the help of my daughter who's telling me, okay, wait a sec. Okay, turn the corner. Okay, get ready to shoot. And I'm looking like, can you just let me experience this, please? Yeah, our daughter started playing too, but now she wants me to play her part because she's stuck at a part. And she's like, I want you to play. You, yeah. see, you see what I have to do with you see you see, see that's I the, still that's do the not have my thing. Xbox Series X. No. <laughs> that, that's the that's the age old thing where Dad, I can't get past this part. Can you help me? See, that's the that's the job of parents is to help their kids get past difficult parts in, in video games. That's a, that's just, a rite of passage. Yeah, I don't do it that. It just tells you how amazing the show is that you're getting you know, I'm a computer gamer, but I did start with Carlos. I was Atari. I was all the systems. I pretty much mm-hmm. was Nintendo and everything, but I went to computer gaming. But this right here, I'm sorry. You can, this show right here has brought a lot of people into, you know, going into debt, buying, you know, <laughs> PS5 and games. 
Hey, I, I feel you because there have been plenty of times where I've been had to short on rent and somebody had, somebody had the dumb idea to ask me, why don't you sell your PS5? I said, I will sell my ass before I sell my PS5. <laughs> <laughs> you know how long it took me to get this thing? Yes, it was I'm very sorry, hard to get. You? Yes. For real. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> okay, so favorite moment from the show. And it can be a heart, it can be like an emotional moment, it can be a scary moment. What was your favorite moment? Who won first? I need to think for a second. There are too many moments. <laughs> All right. I got I got like well this kind of chica. I'm I'm gonna do two the close second. One, that scene when I finally got to see Joel be the Joel I played with the you better show me on the map where it is. He said, You better tell me I'm gonna yeah. pop your goddamn kneecap off. That scene yeah. beat beat from beat from, from the game. And also the scene when after Ellie turns um what's the name of the ground beef. Yeah. Um when they go outside and I finally get to hear him say it's okay, baby girl, I'm like, oh man, my my heart dropped just like it did when I played mm-hmm. the game. So did you cry? Did you cry? Oh, did you tear up? <laughs> Oh, I did because okay. that that was because in 2013 when I first played the game before my daughter was born. After I got done playing the game, like, damn, I want a daughter, and I guess God heard my prayers four years later, and I got a daughter. Because <laughs> I'm not um, gonna lie, I think for me, the one that just like really really stands out because one of the things that we talked about is that you don't really see a lot of the clickers or the infected in the show. So that moment when they all came out of the ground in Kansas city, like I think about and that. that bloater. Just, oh my God. Yeah. Just I shit whole... myself. <laughs> I think that's the general consensus because what are you going to do? Especially they run. They're not like the Walking Dead zombies and just kind of trudging along. No, these motherfuckers run. Uh uh-uh. uh. And they've been through windows like, ugh, like, ugh. That was a nice surprise, too, because that wasn't in the game. Like, yeah. People coming out of the ground and stuff, and then the bloater coming behind them. Like, that did not happen in the game. And it was just so amazing watching that. I was. So, what was your reaction when that happened? <laughs> I was just, I was freaking out, especially when that bloater came out. I was like, oh, shit, a bloater, a bloater, a bloater. And every, you know, other pop people are watching in the room was like, what, what is a bloater? That's a bloater. So, yeah, that, that just, that was wild. My favorite, one of my favorite moments is the same as the game is, um, you know, um, Sam and Henry, the Sam and Henry storyline. That Sam and Henry storyline was, was so good. That. Yeah. Oh, and also fun fun fact: the dude that played the bloater, he actually did the mocap in the game as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, isn't he like a bodybuilder or something? Yeah, like, he's a body. Yeah, yeah. He, he he big as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's huge! Like holy shit. Yeah. What about you, Ben? What was your favorite moment? I would have to say that my favorite moment was really the beginning of the story because we don't see everything that happens during the day with Sarah. Uh, we just hear what happens throughout their day, but like seeing Sarah like go to school, go see her neighbors, go into the city, just like connecting with her, and then like being with her, she slowly understands something's not right with today. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I hear Sarah dies very early on in the game, correct? Yes, yes. It, it, yes. Is a, it is a huge rug pull. When I first played the game, I was like, why am I playing this little girl? This is a little girl that was on the box cover. And right. then when the, and then when it got to the end, the game said, well, since you don't want her, we, we got to kill her. Wait, wait, no, I, I, I didn't want to kill Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to take a break after that scene. I literally cried yeah, when I played I, it. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm mistaken, I think that was the first game I've seen to actually kill a child on screen. Oh, wow. You know what? Okay. Yeah. They, okay. they usually avoid that. They usually avoid doing that. Mm. Yeah. So they just stabbing you in the heart in the video game, and then they just made it 10 times worse for the show. Because that was a hard scene to watch. And I'm... I'm, I'll go ahead, Ben. Oh, no, I was just saying, because it, like, really hurts because, like, you're just playing as Sarah. Like, you don't think that she's going to die because you're playing her. And I think, yeah, I think that's the thing. When Carlos was telling me about that, I was like, wait, what? They have you Mm -hmm. playing as her and then you die? So now you have to play as someone? Like, I think that would traumatize me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh yeah you're right you're right you're right okay now um talk to me about some of the characters that they added to the show that weren't in the game and how you guys felt about them uh kathleen is the big one that comes to mind because i hear she yes. was a character that was completely made up for the show and when i tell you that chick like <laughs> we had some thoughts about her but she was so she was such a I don't even want to say a complex character because she was very single, singularly focused. But the way that um, Melanie Linsky portrayed her was just kind of like you don't want to root for her. But at the same time, you kind of sort of do because you understand what she's going through. And it was just, yeah, it was a great character. So what did you guys think about like characters like her? And I'm not sure exactly what other characters may have been added just for the show. Well, one of the things that I like about this TV show is while the story is Last of Us Part One, it really is done in the style of like Part Two, where you get to see like other people's um, perspectives. Um, Because Kathleen, there was no Kathleen. We played the whole game as Joel and Ellie, and that's all. That's the only perspective we got. Okay. Whereas in The Last of Us Part Two, you get a little bit more of everybody's everybody's perspective. And, you know, though that group that Kathleen was working with in the game, um, they were just bad guys you were killing. Th- that's oh. it. That's all that they were. They were bad guys. We didn't know anything about this, too much about their story. We saw a couple of hints here and there, but we didn't care. They were bad. We we're going to kill them all, you know, and um, <laughs> it's, you know, so. That it's like they learned from the game, from the game, and just added that aspect into the series. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, it like I think Kathleen is one of the. I think she's the only one that's not from the game, just because, just because. Um, instead of being in Kansas City, you're in Pittsburgh. I, I don't know why they changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, in Pittsburgh, like like Carlos said, it's just nameless NPCs. But like he said, they pull from the second half. Where the people you're killing, the game punches you in the chest like, no, you're not a good person. You're killing people trying to survive just like you. Oh, we lost people. 
<laughs> but uh <laughs> but, don't eat the flower. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, but but yeah, um I like how the show like there is it's it's like morally great. There's no black and white. Mm-hmm. So you see from Kathleen, Kathleen, like like I was saying on my show, Kathleen, Joel is not a good person. Kathleen is not a good person. But to the people around them, they're doing it for the for their sake. Mm-hmm. Because as we as we probably gonna talk about later on, the end, there that is that is the age old question that has been asked throughout humanity and it's it's not a, it's not a right or wrong answer. Just like Kathleen, some people think that Kathleen was right for what she did. Some people thought that she was wrong, and I thought that was great because it added more to that section of, of the game. Because, like I said, I after a while you do get tired of killing faceless NPCs. It, it, it gets really boring after a while. Okay, so you get a chance to connect with her and then kind of emphasize. So yeah, I. I think that was the good thing about not just her character, but you also see this with Ellie and Joel. Like you said, a lot of times when we see um, shows, they do try to focus on, okay, who is good, who is bad, and trying to, I guess, convince you one way or the other. And this show makes no qualms about that. Like from the beginning, we know that Joel is a person who has done bad things. And, you know, we can always look at it as, oh, this is a trauma response to losing his daughter. He's cut himself off and he's made himself hard. But there are certain things that I feel like, I don't know, should not, you shouldn't cross that line. And it seems like Joel's character had no problems crossing that line for whatever reason. And we see that all the way from the beginning. It's like, it's it's not a secret. Joel is a person who has done bad things. Um, Tess is a person who has done bad, like they've all done bad things. And yet we still, I guess we still root for Joel because we do see more of his story from the beginning, you know, but even with Kathleen, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, somebody turned my brother in just for their own, you know, person. Yeah, I would probably be mad too. But, you know, like you said, there are different questions that will come up especially like towards the end with joel like okay but was that the right right decision to make even though we understand why the decision was made you know but but we also have to kind of look at at the time like not the time period but like the environment they're in like yeah they've done bad things but i think pretty much everyone has done bad things in order to survive mm-hmm. so it's all kind of a matter of perspective and you know what your reference point is mm-hmm. like yeah he they did bad but they were doing bad for a reason like they're trying to survive they're trying to make it it's, yeah you got to remember that every everybody's not built the same it's like some people mm-hmm. can handle it and be like yeah whatever i can get through it other people are like oh my god this fucking sucks i need every i need every bit of help i can get what do you need to know i'll tell you I'll tell you his name, her name, her name, and his name, just so I can have it easier. It's like that they can't handle it. So, and some people are just like, you know what? You just kill me, whatever. And it's like you know, it's, it's a balance there. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, you know, Michelle and I we discussed The Walking Dead on the show, and one of the things that we always talk about is that sometimes when when people are having com- comments about actions that certain characters are taking they're looking at it from a 2023 no pan no zombie apocalypse perspective 
And I feel like when you go into these stories that have, uh, you know, basically of an end of days theme or dystopian theme, you can't really apply real life rules to those circumstances because who's to say what you would do if let's say the world ended and you had your children in your house and you had just a little bit of food and someone tries to take it, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, oh, I can't kill this person. That's not within me. Or are you going to do what it takes to make sure that your children are safe and that you can continue to feed them? It's kind of like one of those things where I really had to start learning that, okay, I can't say, oh, I wouldn't do that or they shouldn't have done this because it's a totally different world. You can't apply, you can't apply rules for a safe world to a world where everything is gone. Yeah, yeah. But we have a word for it called presentism, dealing with history, where we're applying today's morals and ideas to past events. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't do that because you have to look at it from the perspective of the people at the time, yeah. not the perspective of us here. Right. Yeah. I get it. I'm trying to survive, so I'm killing some people. I'm sorry. <laughs> and and I get that, and that's why I do like the game because the game it actually has you question yourself because yeah, you can kill people like probably humanely, but they give you different weapons and Carlos and Ben know to <laughs> maim people. I'm talking about set them on fire, blow them into chunks, and like so like it's in it's in this it's even in the first game sometimes in the second game, people are begging for their life. And the game, like, yeah, you can have them walk away. Or you can just shoot them in the head, but like, no, but some people, a lot of people in their gameplay, they will kill them in the most brutal way to send a message. And like, that's, and like, Neil Druckmann said, like, yeah, I did that because you, like, the, your true colors will, will, will ring, will ring true when, when you're playing as a person. Like, what would you do? And apparently, some people, they would blow somebody into little bacon bits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, in a um, game, there's no there's no consequences for you doing that. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of people would. I feel like a lot of people would do things in a game that they probably wouldn't necessarily do in real life if in the same position, just because there's no consequences. I feel bad killing some people. I like, especially animals. Like animals, oh, like yeah. like. Oof. Oh, animals! Wait, both, both Ben and Carlos had a visible, visceral yes. reaction to that. Man, because it makes you I hate killing dogs. I don't like killing dogs. <laughs> because, no, yeah. Because in there's a part in one of these games where, like, where like there's dogs that sniff you out, like in the show, and I forgot to put a pipe bomb down, and the dog ran over it. All I heard was. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, hearing that. Yes, so I hate hearing that. And it's like and, and what oh, makes that's it, horrible. Yes. And what make and what makes it worse so Neil Drummond can just take your soul out your body. These animals that like are like are owned by NPCs, they have names and they will call out to the dog name, like just like with people. They're like, oh shit, you killed Billy. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it it yeah. It, it makes you feel very bad when you do certain things. And for me, I forgot. I for, like I forgot to put the pipe bomb down until the dog ran over it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, Damn shame what you did to that dog. Like, <laughs> and what's so crazy? Like, so you mean tell me you could sniff me out, but you couldn't sniff that pipe bomb out? <laughs> That's horrible. 
That's horrible. <laughs> okay, Maybe so let's have to rethink playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like hey. kill an animal. I don't know if I can do this. I'm not built for this. Hey, you say that till that shit bites you in your ass. <laughs> oh well, it is trying to kill you. It is trying to kill you. <laughs> okay, I understand. I understand. So tell me your thoughts about um one of the last one of the scenes we see at the um in the finale, the introduction of Anna's character and Ellie's backstory, because I understand that's not in the game as well. Nope. No. So, not at all. so how no. is Ellie like so how is Ellie's story told in the game that was different from the show? I know at the beginning we didn't really know much about her character, and then you have the episode where you see what happened with her bite, which they actually referred to in episode one. And then you get to see her origin story, like what it was that caused her to be immune. So walk me through how Ellie's story is told in the game and what you felt about seeing her origins on the screen. I mean, it's kind of the same, just, uh, it's really the same. Like that they, um, they just put you in as Ellie within like the first, I want to say hour of the game. And then everything goes planned. Um, what we see with, uh, with Storm, with Storm and Bella Ramsey's episode, that's DLC, which I played like before I watched the episode because mm-hmm. I didn't have the money because I was a broke college kid. So everything else is just the same. Everything went with, uh, with uh, Anna, uh, uh, I think Anna Johnson, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. I want to say this. Ash- that's, Ashley, Ashley yeah. Ashley. Uh, everything with Ashley Johnson was new. I could have okay. Certain things in that scene, I love. A certain thing, like I could went without, like the whole butterfly, not how Ellie got her knife. I always have hated that in shows. Like I don't need to see that. I don't need to see how Ellie got gets her knife. But it was nice to know that even in birth, Ellie was a fighter. And I thought it was funny. Like wow, you got attacked so hard. That you didn't know you birthed the baby. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. thinking too. I was like, that <laughs> must, have, must have been pumping. And then, of course, you know, mm-hmm. she was fighting for her life. So I was just like, you spit a whole baby out and didn't know. Yeah, and it was po- <laughs> and it was poetic justice too. Like, wow, it it started with Ashley John. It started with Ashley Johnson. Literally, she birthed mm-hmm. Ellie. Yeah. Ellie birthed er, Ellie birthed Ellie. I mean, that's my fuck, <laughs> but yeah, Ellie birthed Ellie. Broke the fourth wall. <laughs> I didn't even know that she was going to do a cameo scene. And so when I was watching like about like a second into that scene, just like hearing her running and like being chased, I knew who it was just based off like the sound she was doing. Just as a voice actor, I've heard hours of this before. Mm, okay. Yeah, her voice. So, her voice is I iconic. Yeah, yes. because, she, because unlike Troy Baker, if you see Troy Baker and you hear him as Joel, you're like, that is not Joel. But Ashley Johnson, everything, most things that she does, she does not really, she doesn't really morph her voice. It's really just her voice. So people automatically know who Ashley Johnson is by just her voice. Mm, okay. How, how did you guys feel about all the cameos from oh, I would, different voice actors? I would love them. You loved I would it, yes. I would like, and it's not, and they didn't, they didn't stop the story. Put the camera mm-hmm. dead in their face, like, look who it is. It it felt natural, and I'm like, that's how you do it. 
Resident Evil. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Resident no, don't apologize. We, we, don't apologize. No, <laughs> we, we do that on this show. So go right ahead. Because I'm just going to go a little attention. I'm sorry. And that uh, that movie when they just threw in what that fight scene for Resident Evil Five with Wesker, Chris, and Claire. Even as a kid, I'm like, where the fuck you been? How y'all know each other and why? Why? And I like, I mean, it looked cool, but but why? <laughs> and and like, I was so happy. It was so refreshing. It's like, damn, this show was like a drug, and I want more because this is how you do it. This is how you don't pan. You don't pander to video game nerds. You don't try to dumb it down for the audience. You just do a nice blend, and it works. And it actually works when Craig Mazin is a fan of the video game instead of people who will watch clips and cut scenes of random-ass games and then just, like, well, write a half-ass script and here's your movie. Yeah. Or show. If, if you um, If you go to the official podcast for the show... The first episode, um, they talk about that process as far as how they went about getting this made and how the connections were made. And it's such a funny story to listen to because it was literally like, hey, I really like this game. Oh, I I know this guy. Let's put y'all together. Oh, how do we get this made? Neil Druckmann was like, let's go have a meeting. They have the meeting. They do the pitch. And HBO is like, let's make this show. It's like... I bet you if if more showrunners or more people were that passionate about what they were making, there would be so well, I guess in a way too, that would be a bad thing because then we would have so much good stuff to watch that we just wouldn't have time to do it all. But it's just like certain like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk Game of Thrones real quick. D and D, when they pitched the show. From all accounts, they had that passion and somewhere along the line, they kind of lost it, which is why everybody complains about that final season. But it's kind of like, I don't know if I've ever seen an interview with a showrunner that was as excited as Craig Mazin. Like you watch him two minutes in the interview and you're sitting on your seat like this, like you're excited with him. He has so much love and respect for this, um, you know, for this story. And to see him be able to do it and get it right, even with the changes, he got it right. Because I don't think I've seen, and I'm sure they're out there. I know that there are some trolls and some haters out there for things that got changed within the story as far as like Sarah's character being, you know, not white. And, you know, the story with Bill and Frank, you know, they didn't want to see gay people, whatever, whatever. But he did a great job and it's because of the love he has for the story but well, that, that's not always necessarily the case because i talk about um the wheel of time if you listen to the guy who pitched that show he sounds excited about it he loves it and blah 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 and then he makes up 85 percent of the show <laughs> <It seems> like... <laughs> he loved he loved money that's right. right. I think there's a difference between loving the idea and being passionate about the idea, and then you you have a different vision of how you want it to go. Where here it seems like um, Craig just 
he had an idea he had the passion for it but he had the passion for the actual thing mm -hmm. and not just the idea of it mm -hmm. and i think that makes a difference yeah and, and also i just want to just address the people that did not like the gay stuff anytime anybody does that look i hate to break it to all y'all who said these shows are making my kids gay i'm gonna tell you right now little johnny gonna like dick he he gonna like dick regardless <laughs> A show is not gonna make him like this. I, I'm sorry, that is not gonna happen. That has that has never happened. Kids are not that impressionable. I don't know why people have always thought that. And even so, I was like, that's crazy. Like, like um, Bill was probably like the most man, like probably was the most manly man out there till they heard till they saw that man playing that piano. Then, then like then, then it was a problem. I'm like, no, nah, mm -hmm. no, nah, don't, no, nah, don't change up now, don't, don't, don't change up now. He probably kissed Bill in his mouth too. Love him so much. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, just, I just hate when people. I have gay people in my family, and I just hate when people use that logic because that is not the case. Gay people are people just like you and me. They just live a different lifestyle, and it didn't make it didn't change the the game or the show because even in the game. Bill and Frank were gay. They didn't outright yes. say it. And to be honest, I like this version of Bill and Frank because the, the last time I saw Bill, well, last time I saw Bill, I saw Bill, he was an asshole. Yes. Frank, <laughs> Frank yes. was Frank was a goddamn ceiling ornament, and they hated each other before <laughs> his death. So so I enjoy I like I like this version, but and I don't even like romantic shit like that. Like, I like damn, I I'm invested. So, so yeah, man, fuck y'all. Not y'all, but not, not y'all, but the homophobes. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, but that's okay. We co-sign on that. We co-sign on that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but you're right. Like people online who played the game were acting like Bill and Frank were never gay, and I'm like, did you pay attention to the game at all? But you know, like, some people don't get playing? that nuance. I'm, I'm sorry. When he said, I had, like, Frank was my partner. I'm like, bitch, did you think that he was talking about in basketball? No, he is his, <laughs> he is his romantic partner. Did, like, you think, did, did you think he was talking about playing spades? No. Like, that's, like, all, <laughs> like, that's what, like, people, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't get it. Then when, then, then when, like, the whole thing with Ellie being gay, some people, they played the last of part two, and then they got mad at, at Ellie being gay. I like if you played left behind and listened to Ellie talk in the game, she don't like boys. She does not like boys. It's it's just I don't I don't get it. And it does not change their character. Like them being gay does not change the character. You act like they slapping them with rainbows some when, when you hear that they gay. Like I just I don't get that. And I just always I just always hate that because it ruins it ruins things for other people that enjoy it. And then they be sending hate mail to these actors. First of all, they're not going to get it because they make more money than you. So they don't care. They got an assistant to deal with that. So I just, I've always hated that because these people work too damn hard for you to gay bash them. And Bill Offman, I mean, Nick Offman ain't even gay. So, so, yeah. he, so I'm like, why, why, why people? And the oh. funny thing is, his wife was the one that read the script and said, you have to do this. You're getting on a plane. Hey, you better kiss that gay man. You better get this money. 
<laughs> say Parker Rec Parker Parks and Rec is not not on right now. You need to go handle something. Go on. Yeah. Pucker up, buddy. Pucker up, baby. I just I think the thing that bothers me the most when people talk about that, they're like, oh well, I, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with with gay people, but I don't want to see that on my screen. Well, they probably feel the same way about straight romance. They it's don't always the but. It's, it's but. always the but. It's like I don't care. I don't have a problem with them. But like, see that just right there. Just yeah. Just and, stop talking. And it's just been so normal on like streaming service. Now, other people now, I don't see more dick than titties in on streaming services. <laughs> show. like that is how it's been. There was there was like it, it's normal. Like like I'm not repulsed by like. Well, I'm, I'm gonna see it. If it's Game of Thrones, I'm gonna see a dick being mutilated probably. Well, if it's Reacher, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see somebody's dick. Like it's just it's normal. It's Everybody has genitals. You you might see you might see a man's genitals. You might see a, a woman's genitals on screen. That's just how it is. People, go watch Teletubbies. You won't see none there. If, well, if, if, those, if you those 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 same dudes are also watching porn and they don't realize they're seeing just as Ex- much exactly. As they're seeing anything. Ex- <laughs> Ex- yeah, Ex- exactly. And and if anybody said they just watch lesbian porn, y'all yeah, y'all lying. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> y'all lying. <laughs> Y'all are not y'all are not exclusively watching let me I'm sorry. Oh man, get raunchy, but, but y'all lying. <laughs> so so it's it's safe to assume that y'all were all cool with the um the change with Bill and Frank. Like with yeah, that yeah. addition yeah. and the and change the story. I wanted to hang with them. It was much want, better. Yeah. Right, shit, yeah. shit, I want to hang with Bill and Frank. They got a they got a boutique. They got they growing, they growing strawberries. They got they got guns out the wide zoom. They got protection. I mean my dumb ass Bill is cooking his steak and pairing. Uh, excuse me, cooking his rabbit and pairing it with the with the proper wine. Exactly. My, like, my, you know, water. my favorite scene was the strawberry scene, actually, because the joy, joy. on the yeah. government's yeah. face was yeah. just was so palpable. But yeah, like I said, I wanted to hang with or something. I might have died because my dumb ass would have tripped to the electric fence, but I would have had fun <laughs> till I died. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I didn't have a problem with it. I, both actors did great, and um, the other actor he did um, I I guess they just cycle out actors in HBO because he thinks he's in another HBO HBO yeah. Max show, White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he does great in that. So it's like I I don't I don't get it. People stupid. Yeah. Well, um, listening to the podcast, apparently they cast him first before White Lotus aired, and then when White Lotus aired, they were okay. like they were like. He's amazing. Aha, we had him first, you know, that sort of thing. So, but he, I mean, <laughs> he was amazing. Um, but how do you, how did you feel about the change from Frank's story? Because if I'm not mistaken in the, in, in the game, Frank and Bill, they, they kind of have a fight. Frank leaves and then he gets bit. And instead of waiting to turn, he commits suicide so that he doesn't turn. So there's like no kind of, resolution no kind of closure for you know no um you know for bill and frank's characters but in this version of the story they really do have a beautiful end even though yes it does end with both of them dying but the fact that in this type of world where you know i mean bill was almost killed he was shot you know he he almost had that taken away from him but the fact that they got to live their lives, love each other for so long and then decide together, okay, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to go out. 
how did you um, feel about the changes to that story? Honestly, I think it was all for the better. It was just nice to see them happy in the game. It's so sad and you just, it just really doesn't leave an impression beyond it, beyond summer, like the game, the part of the game in summer. Um, in the show, I feel like they are the only people who die happy in, in this season. Yeah. And that's a big thing, I would say. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. I I just thought about like damn she damn she right. Nobody had a nobody had a happy death. No, no. They had a nice peaceful death. I mean like a beautiful day, beautiful dinner, wine, they got married, got married, lay in each other's arms and just go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, like it they were basically playing the Sims and the last of us were like I, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like I but like, like I said. My only gripe about it, of course, yes, I would have loved to see Bill and Ellie's in the rest because that, that shit is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, like, but then again, it's like that like that's that was for gameplay purposes and it had to be cut out because they only had nine nine episodes and you only have so many hours to put in that story. So I was cool with it. I mean, like I said, I I have man, Bill and Frank are cool people. They're cool people. I love that episode. <laughs> you want to know who else were cool people that I need to see like some more of? I know you're talking about Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I need. We, I need. I need a whole spinoff, like an entire spinoff. And oh we needed God, that. They were hilarious. Were they in the game? No, no, man. Okay. Look, look in the game. The 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 thing that different between the game and the show before somebody says something messed up. The game will interrupt you with some like some action sequences, like whenever Joel and Ellie have that conversation about how um like um you're I'm not you're not my dog, I'm sure he'll not your dad. So as soon as he about to say we're about to go our separate ways, it cuts to game to gameplay. Like, okay, we gotta break tension. But in the show, oh, they let that shit happen. Like, yep, you about to you are going to say what you're gonna say, you want to live with the consequences of your of your actions. And in the show, I do like uh, that couple because after that sad shit we had to go through, we needed that laugh. I'm like, oh, thank you for that laugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was hilarious. I was like, is this, this is all we get? That's it? <laughs> but I think that's one of the things, too. Um, they introduce a lot of characters through the course of the show, but they always make sure that the focus stays on Joel and Ellie. But the characters that they do introduce is kind of like we only get them for a few minutes. Like I'm sure if you go through every episode and just count the number of minutes on screen that these these great characters have, you'll find they're probably on screen maybe 10 minutes throughout the course of the episode. But they make such an impact in those few minutes. And it's like, I want to know more about this story. Like, can we have a whole season where it's just the backstories of these characters? I would watch it. No, except no. for, wait a minute, not except for Dave or David. What's his name? Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. We don't need no, his backstory. No, David. Uh-uh, Pastor David. <laughs> I, you know, David? Okay. Yeah, we don't I, need his backstory. No backstory needed. No. We got I don't it. Wanna, I want to no. see part he of it. told us his backstory. No. no I'm not going to lie. Um, when I first saw it, like, okay, I knew about David in the game. But see, in, in the game, people were talking about, like, like um, this bit of time with David, like, it kind of tricked them. Like, no. 
He even sounds creepy in the game. I said, <laughs> I said that motherfucker weird. So, but 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 in the but in the show, I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought they were going to change a little bit because it lets you see more of David. Like, oh, David, cool people. And, and then when the episode, went like, oh, you worse. Oh, you working <laughs> in the game? <laughs> because see, in the game, they kind of hint that that he um that, that he's he, a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a pedophile. Like they hint at it. they him they focus more on him being a cannibal. But in the show, I like oh you 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 going full full, full flash, huh? And I'm it's like fight. the reveal of it. Like at the beginning, it was kind of sort of subtle. Like if you're paying attention, and also if you look at just stereotypically uh, religious zealots, that's pretty much what the story always yeah. is. <laughs> I was talking about it on the show. My daughter came downstairs to fix herself something to eat during the part where he and Ellie are sitting by the fire waiting for, um, waiting for, I forgot what the other guy's name was, waiting for him to come back with the penicillin. And my daughter was like, oh, he sounds creepy. Oh, he on some BS. Oh, that's, that's a perv right there. He's, you know, he's blah, blah, blah. She heard this from Jump. And again, you don't get that reveal until later in the episode, but it's kind of like you think he's focused on the cannibalism and then you think he's like, oh, okay. Especially after he makes the reveal that one of his people was the person that Joe killed. You're like, oh, okay, he wants revenge. But then when he's in that cell and he goes from trying to appeal to Ellie like okay yes we we can take you in we can keep you safe to I need a friend I need someone who understands me and he was like oh yeah from hand. here to here in like 60 seconds flat yeah. I need you to be my queen yeah <laughs> you know, and, that's um, what it sounded like and like also just props to Scott uh to Scott Shepard making the David character his own because like in the game is um David's played by the great Nolan North and just yes. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Yes, and he has a what he's he's creepy as hell in the game. He talks like this. Where you going, <laughs> Ellie? Oh god. Uh-uh. Oh, god. See, I can't no, no. Oh, maybe no, I shouldn't have known that because <laughs> I remember Nolan North from the Port Charles days. When he was right. on soap operas, <laughs> so oh, I don't know if I want to know that information now. Can you take that back so I don't? I can't. Nope, nope. It's in your brain now. But like, uh, kudos to Scott Shepard for making the David character his own because he did a really good job. I know a lot of people don't like seeing like you know violence or or like an insinuation of violence towards children, but in certain aspects, I think in the shows like this, it's like. I don't mind it because it's realistic. You're going to have, there's no law out there. So the monsters are going to be more prevalent in the world like this. And Bella Ramsey, Bella Ramsey, there is, everybody loves, uh, everybody loves Pedro Pascal. I love Pedro, but so much in this show, Bella Ramsey was running circles around Pedro Pascal in some of these scenes, like, because she got the character of Ellie. Pedro, he did two of Joel, even though that accent came and went. But, <laughs> yeah. but Bella, but Bella and Scott, they worked so well together, and that was probably one of my, probably one of my favorite episodes because I was throughout the first from the first episode, I was waiting for the winter section because 
that is one of the best parts of the game. And they they pulled it off. Yeah, not a lot of infected. To be honest, if this was like another any other zombie show, like, oh wow, there's not that many zombies. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> but but um but then I realized The Last of Us, it's not about the infected, it's more about the human element. It's about mm-hmm. the relationship that people build and the, the one that they build and break. That's the heart of the game. And that's why the game and the show it has, tells one of the greatest stories, in my opinion, because it takes a simple concept that has been done since the 20s. Zombies have been around for that long. And they tell a complex narrative and write complex characters. I just want to hug Craig Mason. Now, was the show very much like the game where like the first five or six episodes they were like pulling your heart out every week um did you have that like was the game like that like every section someone only the first five or six episodes well okay most of them (laughs) look look i'm gonna tell you right now i i don't normally cry during video games and i'm not afraid to admit it i cried because I cried and I gave right right when I uh, ended the game. I I clapped. I don't give a round of applause for a lot again, but I clapped because like, wow, this is such a great story. It has a lot of emotional beats. It's not forced emotion. It feels natural. Like when Sarah died, I like, damn, that's sad. Then I hung out with Joe. Like, oh, Joe, he, he can handle himself. And like, oh, Tess is cool. I, I can't wait to hang out with Tess. Tess dies. Like, well. Well, fuck. Okay. Oh, look, we got Sam and Henry. Um, um, Sam, Sam dies, and Henry kills. Like, is anybody in this show going? Is anybody in this game going to live? And then I died plenty of times playing as Joel, so have, having to deal with that. All you know, only person that did not die we meet in the game is Bill. That's the only person that didn't die because Bill was smart. He said. Y'all are death. I am not traveling with y'all. <laughs> he, he, he legit says, "Oh, you got what you got. Good. Now get the fuck out of my town." That that was the one criticism I heard from someone was like, "The game is not like the the show is not like the game because you know Joel dies like every thirty seconds, <laughs> and then the show he doesn't die. This is not like the game. I don't like it." <laughs> Well, at that point, Joe will be Jesus if he raised himself that many. If he, if he raised himself that many times, he'd be Jesus. But yeah, like yeah, like um, but yeah, um, ah, it it did it did hit me. It hit me hard. That's one of the few games I'm like, damn, I cried like a bitch. Like when Sarah died, I cried like a bitch. I, I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Like my roommate came here and said, man. Why are you crying for, man? They killed a little white girl, man. This shit was sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so you mentioned relationships and you mentioned about, you know, the, the making and breaking of them. So let's get to this. Let's get to this last episode and talk about the decisions that Joe made in, ha- in saving Ellie. How did you feel about the fact that he basically he just eliminated any chance they had of finding a cure because at this point now he's emotionally emotionally invested and he can't he can't deal with having to lose another child how did you feel about terminator joel (laughs) oh man
Anybody? I ain't gonna. <laughs> I, I guess I'll go. I'll try to let somebody else go first. I'll let, I'll try to let somebody else go, but I'll go first. Uh, now from emotional side, being a dad, I understood him, but as a person that lived in this world, if I would have saw Joe, I would have beat his ass. I, 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 I like look. I guess she your daughter. No, fuck that. She ain't your daughter. You risked the whole world for her. She called me a bitch yesterday. You you risked the whole world for her. <laughs> so I'm I've always been on the fence. When I first played the game, like, man, yeah, yeah, Joe, you're doing right. But then when I played the game for the seventh time, I like fuck I feel bad because these people they don't um a detail in the game they don't know they don't know what's going on they're just like we're just told to shoot to shoot joe they don't know that there's a cure so oh okay so they so, don't know what they're protecting yes they, they're they're just following um, marlene's orders so i'm like joe's wrong like if you think of it from from a logical standpoint joe's wrong Joel is wrong because it's the age old question. It's the trolley question. You have a group of, of or, or the train, like for up to date, you have one person on a train or you have a car full of people on the train. And you have the choice of either reverting the tracks to that one person to save those, those five or reverting to, to the, um to the five people to save that one person. And there's so many questions like whether that one person is a loved one. Or what if it's a stranger, or what if that's your family? So it's never it's not a right or wrong answer because human logic, like we're already gonna go to nurture. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to who we love. We're not gonna save Joe from down the street because we don't know Joe, but we're gonna save our mom, we're gonna save our daughter, we're gonna save our brother and sister. So yeah, it's 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 hard. It's 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 hard, but I saw from both sides like Damn, if that's my daughter, are oh, you goddamn right? I'm gonna turn into Rambo and Terminator all in one to save my daughter. But then, from a logical standpoint, it's like if I do do okay, say if I say if I don't, so say if I don't kill, so say if I do kill her, or if I if I kill everybody in the hospital and I let Ellie go, who's to say that she won't die the next day or I die the next day? So kind of like the Henry and Sam question, like you killed my brother to save to save yours, and then Sam ended up turning mm-hmm. anyway. Right. So it's 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 hard, but that's why the game is so good because <laughs> people are still there. There there are YouTube videos about the game to this day, still being made to this day. Was Joel right? Is Joel is Joel evil and whatnot? Like people. People put more time into their essays with Joel being right or wrong than they have in the, all their years of school. That's how good this game is. Mm-hmm. So I thought if you're asking me as a, as a dad, I feel like I understand. I understand, but is he right? No, he he's not right because like I said, damn, you fucked up. You, you fucked over everybody. You 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 fucked over you fucked like here Joe how about you have some flour? <laughs> how about you have some flour, Joe? 
Well, I, I pause because I don't I don't know how to answer this question without um without doing any spoilers. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I, I don't know how to answer I can't answer game. this question right now. I had to stop myself, but <laughs> I had stop I had to stop myself. I just went with with what the first game gave us, but yeah. 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 So it, like when I first played the game, and you know, I'm you know, you know. When you play the game, everyone's evil anyway. I didn't trust the fireflies anyway. So, like when Joel decided, let's kill everybody, I said, "God damn it, yes, let's kill everybody." <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't hesitate. Uh, some gamers hesitated in that last scene in that in that hospital room because you can hesitate a little bit. I didn't. I walked in and I shot everybody <laughs> and grabbed Ellie and walked out mm-hmm. <laughs> and didn't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that, damn. That says a lot about me because I didn't shoot. I didn't shoot the other two doctors. I shot everybody. <laughs> I didn't shoot them, but I beat I beat both those nurses like they owed me money. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And then I realized, then I felt like an ass on my second playthrough because you can legit leave those two alive. I didn't even I like, know that. I just shot mm-hmm. them all. They all they, they were all see, see like I thought you had two too. Yeah, like, <laughs> I look. I had just random island. You bitches gotta die. You took my baby. Yo, you gotta die. And like, boy, I'm talking about boy. I a town stomped those two nurses. I beat the bricks off those two. I beat them. I beat them with the brick too. By the way, <laughs> trying to make your point. So here's my question: In the game, is there an option for you to opt? Not to do anything and to let them move forward with doing the surgery, on Ellie, so that that's not an option. I mean, it's an option. No, actually, it, it is an option. But 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 you go. But best believe, what what wait 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 fifteen <laughs> seconds if you want to 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 not kill nobody, boy. <laughs> them fireflies going to boy. Them fireflies going to Call of Duty no scope your ass in the head. <laughs> game home screen. Yeah. Okay, so so basically in the game, there is only one way for it to go, and that is what Joel did in the show. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I guess that would be interesting to see, like, if you were given an alternate. Like, I don't know. Of course, if it didn't happen in the game, it probably didn't happen in the show. But I would love to see an alternate version of what would have happened had they gone through with the surgery or like we discussed on our show, um, I think Anthony uh, said, you know, they could have just lied to him when he woke up and said, well, where is she? Oh, she's in surgery. She didn't make it. There's so many ways that Marlene could have played that. If she had really been thinking, you know, I think, I think in a way, the weight of what she was doing was hitting her, even though I I don't, I know that she was feeling some kind of way because that was her best friend's child, but I have a, a whole bunch of other thoughts about Marlene and her involvement with Ellie and the decisions she made. Um, but I just wonder what would have happened if they had, if they had gone down that path, you know, and, and they had done hi puppy and they had done uh the surgery on ellie like i i realized that means we wouldn't have gotten a second season so i'm kind of glad they didn't go that route but what would happen because i it's kind of like one of those things where yeah she could possibly save 
the world. She could have, she could be the cure. But like I said, the thing that bothered me was when Marlene said, our doctor thinks that blah, blah, blah. Like you're going in and I realize this is a risk you always take with medicine. Even in our modern, modern age, nothing is guaranteed. But they could have done the surgery on her and it still wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. And then you would have a really pissed off Joe. The fireflies would end up dead anyway. And then where we be, Joe probably would not have missed that second time he tried to shoot himself. You I know, just, I, I always, I just want like a deleted scene where it's like, like a blooper when they do go through the surgery and Joe just walking away. And then he just hears somebody say, Hey, we fucked up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she dead. Mm-mm. Like we talking about, like half past it. Yeah, she dead. Hey, what we do now? They wouldn't have survived. I mean, they they be in the same condition they're in now, dead on the floor with your brains spilling out the back. Well, the, also there was an alternate ending. Well, it, it kind of what well, it's kind of, it's it's still shot, but they didn't put it in the game. It was more of a of a prank on Troy Baker. So the scene with Marlene, they came in, they told everybody, okay, listen, y'all, when Troy comes in and does his lines, it's, y'all are just going to do a musical number. <laughs> so so it's a scene on YouTube, you ever look it up, it's a scene where Marlene is legit singing, saying, you can't, uh, Joel, you can't save her or whatnot. It is the fun, it is the funniest thing ever because Troy Baker's face like, what the fuck is going on? But then after a while... <laughs> But then after a while, Troy Baker, he actually gets in on it too. And it is it is the funniest thing ever. I wish that would at least I been, have to go look that up. Yeah. yeah. I, that could at least been been on the game. I didn't find that out till like YouTube years later. That that was that that I that laughed. I laughed my ass off. Because then I thought like, damn, what if the last of us was a musical? No, 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 hey, no, no. Hey, you say, hey, you say that, but th- that scene, I like, damn, I kind of want that now. <laughs> we'll just that we'll keep cool. that as an offshoot. I I don't think I need a a musical, and I know Anthony doesn't because Anthony does not like musicals. So <laughs> we I have- like musicals. I don't like my TV shows and movies having musical numbers. Oh man, well I guess you ain't gonna like the jo- the Joker too then. so if we think about if we think about okay maybe he did the wrong thing by killing everyone in the hospital and saving ellie maybe it wasn't because maybe they would never have had a cure anyway so we can think about it that way no, maybe you did the right thing killing oh. everybody in the hospital. Cause... I forgot she wasn't on that. Last I forgot. Episode. Yeah, she wasn't on. She was. She wasn't on that last. <laughs> she, she missed that whole conversation. Oh <laughs> no! You, you know, always have to take the 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 chance. Like, wait, wait a second. You're saying hope because you told me there was no hope. <laughs> there is no hope. <laughs> now you told me. I was hope. listening. Hey, Anthony, I did. You said that one of these <laughs> There is. There still is no hope. But you what still the... have to try. But That's still, hope. Hope it's, it's hope not the same thing. It's not the same thing. To me, it is. It's, not the it's same like thing. hope that she could be the cure. It's not the same thing. You're saying there's hope. I don't like yeah. how y'all always try to put words in my mouth <laughs> and mischaracterize the things that I say. We have an external person. Jason ben, said he heard it. He heard that. No, that, no, you are taking what I say out of context. <laughs> hope. Keep hope alive. <laughs> 
But uh, I, I I don't know. I want to be with you too. But yeah, I just feel like Joe. What Joe did was not right. For a simple fact of he went down that hallway indiscriminately and just was killing. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why Joe is in the wrong because he could have just immobilized them. There are ways for you to immobilize somebody, but he said, "Nah, I want to make it hurt. I want to make it hurt." Uh, just like that kid in the fourth episode, we were talking about my podcast. I like that was Joel showing how he that was old Joel showing up because when I tell y'all, I would felt so uneasy when I hear when whenever you hear a grown man crying for his mom, I felt so uneasy. And the thing was, Joel he's only saves face in front of Ellie, but whenever Joel's not around Ellie, we see how Joel get down. Popping kneecap saw, stab, beat, um, using somebody's face as a pinata, murdering a whole hospital. Yeah, Joel creative. Joel. Joel well, Joel I think Barry. Joel was trying to avoid people coming after him. He, yeah, because he knew how how it is. I'm gonna tell you right now. Hey, you you turn my leg into a god into a goddamn tube of toothpaste. I'm gonna stop fucking with you. You ain't gotta kill me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Turn my leg to like, some people don't like have that common sense. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not messing with you. Mm-mm. I'm black. I got that common Hey, I if if he is strong enough to turn my leg into a tub of toothpaste, I, I know I ain't supposed to fuck with him. I, <laughs> Even I, the I, suggestion <laughs> of it, like I'm like, yo, you're good. I don't know. Okay, okay, I I damn chill. Like, like the fact that he knew how to pass on my kneecap, I said, you know what? I'm good at math. I'm, I'm gonna go try to teach people math in this apocalypse. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, Joe was no joke. I mean, we we got that in the first episode, but it was just kind of implied. Like we said, when when Tess was talking with the guy with the guy who stole the battery, you could see he was very visibly scared of Joe coming after him. So we were like, oh yeah, Joe must not be some somebody you know to not fuck with. And then you see. In the last episode and in this episode, you know, the last, the very last episode, it's kind of like, yeah, not one to fuck with. Like, well, in the game, he did it to Robert. Yeah. He killed Robert in the game. Well, no, it was Tess. It was Tess Tess killed Robert, but, but they were like indiscriminately killing everybody all, all all the way. And it was Tess that wound up killing Robert. But, but Joel, like, you know, tortured him a little bit. Yeah. And and like, also, and like also, I'm gonna just say this. Page, look, the showrunners do a good job the way they wrote Joel because they made me scared of Pedro Pascal, the most, the most soft-spoken man in Hollywood. They made me scared of Pedro Pascal. If y'all ever heard Pedro Pascal talk, when I heard he was the man of Lauren, I said, "Ain't, ain't, ain't no way this soft-spoken man is is, is this feared bounty hunter in Star Wars." And then I heard, then I said, "Oh wow, that." That is Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, he is a badass, huh? Okay. And like, that's so weird. Like, that's how to show how good of an actor Pedro Pascal is. Because if you if y'all ever heard him talk, he he just he sounds so adorable. I mean, like, in his interviews, he is like the biggest goofball ever. Yeah, like so. Like, yeah, for him to go from that to mean lean killing machine, it's kind of like. Who he, had the foresight to think that, oh yeah, Pedro Pascal would be good at this? I mean, but even in Game of Thrones, 
when he comes in, his character is known as a fighter. But of course, we don't see that because all we see is the charming debonair playboy that he is as, you know, the prince. And then you get the scene where you see him fighting. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's bad. He actually beat the mountain. And then he runs his mouth and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I think he's. I don't, how tall is Pedro Pascal? I think I think I read somewhere he said like five eleven. And see, that's 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 insane because in the game, Joel is like a a good six three six four on a good day. He's a big dude. Yeah, he a bit like I'm talking. About, he a big dude, swole as fuck. I say, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you from Texas. Yeah, you from Texas. You t- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that boy, well, corn, that boy is cornbread fed. He from Texas, and then. <laughs> Pedro, I'm like, boy, Pedro, like he just got out Pilates. Ain't, ain't, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> That's why I'm so skeptical. Kind of like, Pedro Pascal, really? Pedro? But he like, has that presence about him. When he is in character, you fully believe whoever it is that he's supposed to be. You believe it. Like, yeah. he may not be like a big bodybuilder, but the way that he carries himself is Joe. You can look at him and his facial expression and be like, I ain't fucking with you. Nope. Let me go the other way and wait for you to go do whatever it is you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, I, he, he's great. He's brilliant. It's just like in the, in the first episode when, when Sarah was, was tied up and they were like, oh shit, does he know about us? Like, it, it, like when they were, when they were, when she was tied up and she was, she mentioned his name. They were like, "Oh, yo, yo, you can go." Like when when she was when they kidnapped Sarah, Tess, my Tess. Tess, Tess, my bad. When they kidnapped Tess and they just, she just mentioned his name and they were like, "Oh, God, get, yo, cut her loose, dude. You can go. Just don't tell tell me they hurt. We didn't hurt you." Like you kind of knew at that point. Like, yeah, you probably most people most people already know him, mm-hmm. know his yes. his reputation, yeah. and like, yeah, he's to be rich. He's not to be fucked with. And he confirmed yeah. it. Well, he confirmed it twice in the episode too when she did come home and he was like, Who was it? Like he was ready. He was ready, yeah. Like, why your face? Why your face look like that? And when you walk past that long line of people trying to make their telephone call. Right. And nobody yeah. say anything. <laughs> well, they said something, but that's all they did. They ain't grabbed was like, get your ass back. They were like, Hey. Stop! <laughs> it. Hey, no. hey, I'm gonna tell, hey, tell you right now, boy. Somebody probably pull up Hey, do you like your your face where it is and your ass where it is? That man will beat you so bad, your face will become your ass and your ass will become your face. Don't fuck with him. Don't, yeah. don't. Even in that first episode, when Tess goes back and she she tells him what happens with the batter, and she was like, and I I told him that I wouldn't let you hurt him, but I would really like for you to hurt him. I was like, oh, okay. Tess, pro- Tess probably get off on that shit, too. Boy, you probably, probably get off on watching Joel beat the shit out of people. Yeah, Joel on a leash. Yeah, probably so. Um, let's see. Is there anything else we want to talk about? I, I think we got a lot out in this episode. Any other differences that you guys can think of that from the game to the show that you guys want to talk about? Um, not to be honest, not really. The only difference was like it's a lot less infected, but like I said, that's fine because it's just ga- like yes, gameplay. Mostly infected or gameplay. Yeah, yeah, like and I thought it was so funny because 
like dumb like like people that have no life nerves like me call uh, uh, it was a reference when uh Joel was saying it's a five hour hike. We did that before. I like you cheeky bastard because the game <laughs> is five hours. <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't oh. catch that. That's funny. I didn't either. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so... And, uh, and, like, they were sowing seed. They were putting Easter, like, little... Like I said, normally I hate bringing my Easter egg baskets to these things, but it was nice because they were they were even planting seeds for episode... I mean, for season two. Yes, they in were. The in the season. There, there, there are characters. I'm not going to say who they are, but you see characters in that's going to be in season two that they just... Threw in that they just threw in there, and at first, like, wait, is that who I is that who I think is supposed to? Oh, I think that's what it was. Who I think yeah. it was? Yes, and, like, absolutely. <laughs> well, the town too. They yeah, didn't the go town. in the town in the game. You know the yeah. the, the, the 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 was it what's it called again? That town Jackson. 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 They didn't go in Jackson in season um, in the first game. Um, Jackson is in like the second game. Yeah, because oh. they're yeah because they're um trying to reroute power from the dam. To Jackson, even though I did kind of want, even though I know like Tommy is on uh like a leaderboard in the in the game, him and his wife are the head honchos, and it is a great interaction between Tommy, Tommy and Joel, but it's uh, but it's also little brother showing up big brother because Joel was saying, Boy, did you forget that 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 I raised you? And then Tommy said, You best you like you may be my brother, but but you best check your tone. You do know I'll run shit here, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> they had a little they had a little interlude and then got interrupted by more gameplay because they were attacked. Yeah, before ah. yeah. cause I ain't gonna lie, like, I was like, damn, I'm kind of mad these raiders these raiders got involved. I, I know I wanted to see. Oh, are y'all gonna fight? <laughs> I I won't see the fight. Like, like I, I won't see if Tommy. I won't see if Tommy about it. And also. <laughs> Props to Gabriel G- Gabriel Luna. I have loved Gabriel Luna ever since um, him, him playing Ghost Rider in Agents of Shield. Yeah. Yes, he is. So, he is so talented. And um, shout out to um, Jeffrey Pierce, who who was uh, Tommy in the game. He got to have the iconic head rip off from the bloater. That it's was scary. nice. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Um, um, who, who else? Ashley Johnson. I, I love seeing her as as um as Anne. Uh, Meryl Dandridge, I didn't realize this. I'm like, wow, she's she sounds familiar. Then I realized, like, wow, she's the only person that reprised her role yep. as Marlene. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I like, I like that. And Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, thank you for doing that because she was great as Marlene. And also, that's why I don't. That's why I say Joel was not right. He ain't had to do Marlene like that. <laughs> <laughs> Like if I don't go like bitch, really, you shot me in my leg. Like why, why you shot me in the leg? Half my people gone. Don't kill me. Like please. please. But I mean, you knew oh, that God. she would have came after him if mm-hmm. she had survived. She would have come after but, him. Mm-hmm. But but I think even if she did, like Joel and Ellie would have had the whole town of Jackson back them up, and as we see, Jackson is. Well prepared, and also yeah, but but do you think Jackson would still back them up if Marlene had gotten there and said, "Oh, let me tell you why I'm here because she's the cure," and when we were trying to, you know, do what we needed to do to get this cure, he killed everybody, including the doctors who could make the cure. 
Well, Do you think the I town was, of Jackson would still back him after that? I would say that Tommy would try his damnness to, to like have him spare Joe because Tommy is the definition of a ride or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he is. So yeah. and like, but like it just showed how ruthless Joe was, which I, I did like. And also another thing, that scene with the dog, boy, my, my ass cheeks were clenched so damn tight. But <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, please don't let please don't let this dog, please don't let the dog smell this infection. Please, mm-hmm. please, please don't. And, and then when the dog then the dog when the dog was playing with I was like, oh thank God. I, right. can, I think we were right. all tense at that point. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, now, even the looks on their faces when they were looking at each other, they were scared. And I was just like, I said, now I know she's not going to die because she's going to make it to the end of the show. I've seen, like, preview clips, but still it's like you're still yeah. sitting there watching, like, oh, my God, what is about to happen? What is about to happen? Is he going to bite her? Is she, like, and then I wondered, okay, so if the dog bites her, does the dog get infected, even though she's not? I, there were so many questions going through my head. Because I was like, I don't know if animals get infected. Do the animals get infected? I've never no. seen an infected okay. animal. I think, it only, I think it only affects, I think it only affects humans. And also... Now that the game or uh, the show has like it is like it answered the question that people ask, like, are people still alive? And yes, they are alive. And when I went back to play it uh, like a weeks ago, when I was playing the game and I was actually listening to the infected, like whenever they're eating people, you can legit hear them pleading. I don't want to do this in the midst of their groaning. And oh. and like you like they are visibly they are visibly and verbally that like you can hear them in oh, pain. Oh no. They're still they're still alive in there. Until the And we figured that much, you know, that they would be alive and present up to a certain point like but oh that's that's horrible. Yeah, I cuz I like man, nah, the show just added that. Then when I heard some lady have her arm like this, like, no, I, I don't want to. Like, oh, uh, I, I, I never I, noticed I, that. Wow. Yeah. Like, I noticed that on my seventh playthrough a few weeks ago. Like, that sounded like audible words of pain. I like, oh, that is. And like, damn, I've been killing these people in the most fucked up ways. <laughs> At least I put them out of their misery. I mean, they, they look like they were in pain. I mean, but once you're a clicker, I think you're gone at that point because your head is legit mm-hmm. a goddamn mushroom. So <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think you're alive at that point. I, I don't know if we talked about this before, but like in when it infects the insects, it infects the entire body except for the brain because it's emitting a chemical to make them yeah. make the animals hallucinate. hallucinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's sort of similar to what it's doing to humans. You're you're there. You're just in the midst of a hallucination. Yeah, but you how... may have a moment of lucidity every once in a while. Mm. So don't do, so don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> don't don't don't, do don't choose the flour tortillas. Choose the corn yeah. tortillas. Yeah, but oh my god! But yeah, like I said, it, it was great. I wish that Neil Druckmann would have worked on his other baby, which was Uncharted, because that that move was dog shit, and and I. I Look, Mark Look they, they should they should they should have done Uncharted when when Nathan Fillion was young enough to actually yes. still play Drake. Yes, yes, because the character because he, he was literally made to play Drake. The the video game was literally made for Nathan Fillion to play Drake. 
Like it, like there, there, there's never been a more perfect parallel. I mean, they even did like a little short on YouTube, which yes. was fucking it awesome. Was, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it was phenomenal. Yeah. And the I was like, see me, I have to review these, so I had to pay money to see this. When they jumped out that plane, and <laughs> when I saw Nolan North sitting on that launcher, said, "Oh, you jumped out of a plane?" I did that once. I looked screen like movie fuck. You for putting the real Nathan Drake in this movie and doing that dumb act. Look, I love Tom Holland. I love him to death. Hollywood screw like Hollywood is making people hate Tom Holland because they're just putting him in everything. When Antonio Banderas said that dumb shit, like, yeah, I think Tom Holland should play Zorro. I, I, I said what? <laughs> what? I like, Are you serious? I like you I mean, do me. They- they did. They did say. They did say. Yeah, we should, we should go ahead and let Taron Edgerton play Robin Hood. I would have. I was like, you are talking about Zorro the Gay Blade, right? And not Zorro, Zorro, right? See, Zorro the Gay Blade is white, but but no, no, don't no, don't just <laughs> no, no. But yeah, no. and like I said, it's just we didn't have so many years of being. Well, I've had so many years of being kicked in my dick with these live action video game adaptations. Mortal Kombat three times, Resident Evil thirty five thousand times. I don't know why they tried Double Dragon, Dead or Alive, Tekken. Look at Carlos' Super face. Mario. Carlos was like, "Oh my god!" Super Mario, Super Mario Street Fighter, Street Fighter. They tried Super. Tomb Raider several Tomb. times, and they <laughs> and the last one was just was a right. copy of the game done wrong. <laughs> I mean, but did you see Halo? Did you see Halo? No, nah, fuck no, 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 fuck that. Because the, the no. minute I heard him say Master Chief takes his helmet off, like why, why he take his helmet off? Why, like because it's because it was in porn stash's contract. He's like y'all, they gotta see and know it's me. That way, that way I can get paid. That I can put it right back on. And be like, all right, let's go. See, that's and, what it was. And like, it's just I need everybody in Hollywood to take notes from this. Even you two Star Wars, because I I will never forgive for the book of Boba Fett. Book of tri- boy, I hate that. What? <laughs> see, I see. I was right along with man. They made Boba. Fett, they made Boba Fett a bitch. Like <laughs> they, I was like Mandalorian having like Mandalorian even had to come his own show. Like bitch, bitch, scoot over. They, let me fix what you what what you <laughs> fucked up. Like I just don't get it. This show just made me realize I'm like when when people are saying yeah this I don't understand how this is so good. Like you want to know why? Because if you have a brain, the materials in front of you, there is something called a script that you can pull, mm-hmm. and you can or you can watch it with your eyes, or if you're blind, or if you're blind, listen to the shit like. It's no reason why the video game adaptations so, are so bad. I don't need to see Lance Riddick play a Count Chocolate slash Blade impersonation of Albert Wesker. I, I I don't need to see. I don't need to see John Claude Van Damme. Who did he play in that damn period? <laughs> he was period. Who was he? Who, who oh was my. he? It was Street Fighter. Um, no, but but who was he? Who, who was yeah, he? Played, he played Street Fighter. He played Guile. He played Guile. Yeah. Why yes. was Guile the main he character Guile, in Street Fighter? Which is terrible because it was Jean Claude Van Damme, and yeah. he was he was no. the the actor of the day back then. 
now, Ryu I, I, is the main character of Street Fighter. That's now I will, <laughs> I will admit this after after like watching like I love bad movies. After watching it, I do find enjoyment out of it just for some fact when I read that Jean-Claude Van Damme was coked up the whole time they were shooting. <laughs> I like. I have a newfound love for this movie because you can tell. I mean, it can you blame him? <clears throat> and then also, right? That movie is somewhat enjoyable. That shit in two thousand five made M Bison a real estate tycoon. I like. Hey, wait, but but see, I I was mad about that too until I read that Raul Julia knew he was dying and he wanted to do it for his kids. Oh. So I was like, all right, fine. Man, Whatever. he was ha- he was ha- he was having fun. Like people yeah. having, but people having fun. The Mortal Kombat. They they got me with that trailer. Oh, that actually looks like it's gonna be fun. Yeah, first ten minutes of the movie was fun. Then they just dragged my face up. Which against one the are wall. you talking about? The original the Mortal Kombat or the new one? Like the new one, the first ten minutes with, with um yeah Haruki uh, Sonata. Like oh shit, this is gonna be good. Yeah, that was, right. That was the tight. first ten minutes was really really good. And, and then um, the rest of the movie was my like... my son and I were watching this movie and we got to the middle of the movie and my son finally said. Do we have to finish this? No, we do not have to finish it. I did not <laughs> finish actually, the movie. I, I stopped asleep. it. I fell, the next five minutes, I fell asleep. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I watched the whole thing, and I was Bad. like, I was like, y'all, like, what? Yeah, I, it's just, yeah. Okay, so so basically, we've said all of this to say, future video game adaptation developers, this is the right way to do a video game live adaptation. I think we're all right. in agreement of that, right? Yes. 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 And and, yes. and and anime, like anime has anime has a bad rep. Anime too. has to learn too. <laughs> they have to learn too. That's a, that look, that would be a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. But um I think we're going to wrap this up on uh, our discussion of The Last of Us. Ben, Jason, and Carlos, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with us. This has been a fun conversation. And um, I'm looking forward to the next two seasons of The Last of Us because from what I understand, they're splitting the next video game into two seasons. Which so, makes sense to me. Okay. It, it, yeah, because it makes sense. It's like I think it's I want to say it's four times longer than the first game. Yeah, it's much longer. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's look. Let's just hope that it it's not a two or three year hiatus in between seasons. Hopefully, um, I think they're supposed to start shooting season two um, sometime soon. So hopefully, Green, we'll get a release. You know, sometime next year, that would be great. But um, once that does come back, we would love to have you guys back to talk about the new season and, uh, you know, continue this conversation if you guys are interested. Well, you know, I love talking, so I will always come back here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm game. Absolutely. I had a great time. Thank you. Okay, cool. So Ben, Jason, Carlos, is there anywhere that listeners can find you guys? Like, I know Jason has a podcast. The other two, I'm not sure if you guys are, or if you do like Twitch or anything. So is there anything you want to promote before we close the show out? Yes, uh, I finally uh, am officially got my own website. It's, it's, it's in development, but it's a test site. It's www slash I mean, slash dot brain to popcorn dot com. Uh, there we have all of our shows. We have and we have our our movie ranking system because people people don't 
don't remember it all the time. It's kind of difficult. And I'm going to start doing smaller reviews and possibly vlogs. And yeah, and I would love to have you guys on for whenever I do my discussion. Okay, cool. Carlos, Ben, you guys online anywhere that folks can find you? Or do we just keep bringing y'all up periodically? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I... Go ahead, Ben. No, you, you can't find me anywhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we have the exclusive. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I guess my TikTok, uh, Dragonborn Apostate. That's yeah, where I you am. guys go follow his TikTok. Yes, He's go hilarious. follow him now. He's incredible. He is hilarious. <laughs> he is hilarious. So, yes. yes, go find him. We won't even tell you what it's about. Just go find him, follow, and, and laugh your ass off. So thank you guys for joining us. That is it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.